If you're looking to save some money on your wireless plan, take a look at Visible Wireless. They're a transparent wireless carrier with nothing to hide. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. Switch to Visible where you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. One-line wireless, just 25 bucks a month with taxes and fees included. That's unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Switch now at Visible.com. You shouldn't judge a book by its cover, but you can judge a company by its name. Like Visible, the wireless company making wireless visible. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. This episode of Unlocked is brought to you by Gamefly. What's happening, friends? Good to be back with you on Unlocked. It is the world's number one Xbox show. It's episode 315 as we wrap up September. It's September 27th, 2017. Coming up on this week's edition of Unlocked uh, are Halo 3 memories. Halo 3 turns 10 years old this week. Never got that Halo 3 anniversary, but that's all right. We've still, we can play it on our Xbox Ones a couple different ways, either in the Master Chief Collection or it's backwards compatible. Uh, so we'll talk all about our, our Halo 3 memories there. Plus, Square Enix doubling down on games as a service. The original Xbox creator Seamus Blackley is bringing back an old favorite piece of hardware for the Xbox One. All the maps and modes were revealed for Star Wars Battlefront 2. We'll talk through those and much more. Uh, and I remind you, by the way, if you enjoy the show, please do like, subscribe, share, etc. on YouTube, on IGN, on uh, your favorite podcast service, wherever you prefer to get this group, please uh, please keep an eye on us. Keep following us right there. So, I'm Ryan McCaffrey. To my right, Destin Legary. Hi, everybody. Looking sharp as usual. Thanks, man. That's like a nice shirt. Thanks. I like that one. Suits you well. Thank you. Is he hitting on him? We leave. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you guys hey, get out of here? Room. <laughs> I can't. I can't. Lana, you look all right. I guess. Here's, uh, and here's uh, to my far left, Sean Finnegan in a ratty old Laundry Day Titanfall shirt. Chunk, Good Chunk. to have you. Not even a I, Titanfall I, two shirt. No, I have a Titanfall Laundry Day shirt that I just have. For, like, it, I think it's that exact shirt in a women's cut. Well, this is a regular outfit for me, so. <laughs> This is how I dress. Anyway, Shark, good to have you. Cause, <laughs> Thanks uh, for having me again. Well, we can't talk Halo without Sean Finnegan. That might be true. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's true today. <laughs> and uh, Alana Pierce. Hi. Hi. Good What's to up? have you, as always. Thank you. Fresh off of your Cuphead live stream. Yeah. You and Lily for Still sweating. an hour. It's, yeah, it's... It, I think that more than any game I've streamed here at uh, IGN, I was yelling. Like, something would happen <laughs> and we'd be like, no! And just like it's oh man i love so, it so much i was watching you uh watching your stream in a meeting so mm-hmm. it was on mute four people mm-hmm. said that after <laughs> no. they got out of that meeting they were well, like hey, i was, I was watching, watching justin it. watch it you can't you can't take your eyes off it's of that beautiful. video game it's impossible it's just like i'm trying to i'm listening to this meeting but i'm just mesmerized it by you can't it. hear it as well because the, the music is amazing it's just god it's yeah. so good but every time you guys died i would just i'd look at the your picture in picture and you'd just be like oh yeah just this exhaust <laughs> because well, exal- that's that's what it is you get so yeah. close you make such progress well, right? you, you're definitely ma- meant to die when playing Cuphead yeah. um, because there's things that like just pop out of nowhere and you don't know how they work or things that you need to avoid and you have to figure them out so you're meant to die but it's when you die for a dumb reason for something that's like I should have known better than that I don't know why I did that it was like one thing where I just kept running into the to enemy because I was like something in my head some game I've played at some point told me that if the enemy was jumping and I ran past them it wouldn't hurt me yeah and so it was like this is some programming I've had from like <laughs> the N64 or something <laughs> that's like if they're in a jumping animation and I touch them it won't hurt we, and it does well, you know I think it's funny I, I know I've, I think it's we've all had things like that that are just sort of hardwired yeah. in from old memories where even though 
you know you're not supposed to do mm-hmm. it. You just like can't help. So then yourself. every time I did it, I was like, "Damn it, Alana! Like, why am I doing this thing over and over and over again?" And it's like you do have to kind of reprogram yourself playing Cuphead, like Resident Evil. That 4. sounds shoot him in the head. Wait, no. Yeah, <laughs> I love this idea of gaming literacy because we talk about it a lot in movies. Like everyone can unconsciously read movies, whether or not they're filmmakers or not, or movie lovers or not. Same thing with games. It's like there are things you just know not to do. Right? Don't stand in the green stuff. Right? <laughs> yeah. Or shoot the glowy thing. Like that kind of stuff. I love it. Yeah. It's it's, it's tough. It's, uh, I think, a really good game to stream. And I think um, the people saying that we were bad in the stream, I'm very excited for those people's streams to come out. Oh, yeah. Let's <laughs> like, see. You Let's don't see know you. how bad it is, especially when you're watching someone play it. You're like, bad, you mean hard. Sorry, yes, hard. Yes, you don't know how hard <laughs> it is. good. When you're watching someone else play it and it seems like they're making dumb mistakes, like I promise it's 10 times more painful for the person making the mistakes. Like it's, oh, it's, I really like it. I'm you had a good time excited. for that hour? I love it so much. I can't wait. I'm, I'm literally going to go play it as soon as yeah. the show is I had over. like one complaint from that play session that I never had before, which is just there was this one enemy where if you got stuck in a corner, you couldn't move and he could attack you. Mm. I was like, that sucks. But aside from that, very good game. Yeah, we finally got it. It uh, yeah. it was a longer wait than we would have liked for mm-hmm. a game that's out uh, 48 hours from the time we're recording. Yeah. Actually, not even. Who's reviewing uh, it? Uh, one of our folks in the UK okay. is, is tackling it. So we're going to be doing some other content Who here, including it? the live stream. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so pe- uh, so many people have been asking me. Yeah, we've got a Let's Play going up, too, for this channel. When's the Cuphead review? When's the Cuphead review? It's Bogos uh, Friday at midnight. Well, except I don't know if our review will be ready because we literally didn't game get yeah. the get, game until today. Wednesday morning. Yeah. yeah. So there's a lot. UK's that goes not into, even awake yet. Right. Playing the game sure and then the, and the whole it's process. Just cancel everything, Ryan. Just review Cuphead, Thank and that's really. it. Yeah. <laughs> I would have, but I was not asked to do that. So uh, anyway. no, and it's tough as well because like it's a hard game that you're going to struggle through. Like I, that's the kind of game that I would. If I was asked to review it, I'd probably say no. You can't. You literally can't rush through it because the game won't let you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you couldn't if you wanted to. Yeah, it's tough. Got to earn Getting it. Stuff. Yeah. All right. So uh, we'll talk, no doubt, a lot more about Cuphead next week. Yeah, we will have a, uh, a Let's Play uh, up on Monday. Excellent. Looking forward to that. So now I wanted to turn to Halo 3 because on Monday it turned tw- uh, 10 years old. Mm-hmm. already which makes me feel very old dude me too <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean it's 10 whole years already since uh, the fight was finished and i wanted to go or and just sort of just share some halo 3 memories because this you know it was uh it was the end of it was bungie's last master chief game mm-hmm. uh not their last halo obviously but yeah, it's uh, it was it was the the end of a chapter and it was uh, an extremely memorable game in the sense of the build up to it of that oh. of finishing the, the whole marketing campaign the oh, yeah. finishing Finish the fight. fight i mean the, the the halo 2 marketing campaign was enormous the whole uh you know save earth thing mm-hmm. but but yeah finishing the fight was just such a great tagline and it's i mean man i, I don't know stuff by blomkamp yeah mm-hmm. was there has there been a more highly anticipated game leading up to release i mean there've been a yeah, lot for me man it's tough to beat that yeah, not for me personally, and I'm a huge Diablo fan too. But just like totally Diablo three. Well, that was just a long wait, right? I don't <laughs> Ten know if it was a pretty big deal. It was a pretty big long. It was the most pre-ordered game at the time. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, completely irrelevant to our discussion <laughs> about Halo, but I would argue that uh, to me, like, I think gamers were really, really amped about Diablo three, but Halo three had this like cultural touchstone to it. Like it had, it had gone past the sort of realm of video games and sort of ascended into pop culture. That's like true. There were regular people that were like... Two? Still three. See, three. That was still huge it. Half-Life guy right here. Love it. And I think that when or if never. more like no, ever not. that game gets yeah. announced, like there would be huge hype for it. But again, I don't know that Halo... I don't know that any... Very, very few games have kind of reached that like they're beyond games yeah. in our pop culture franchises like the way Halo has. And specifically with 3, like... There were people who I didn't know were into games who were like, what's the deal with that Halo, man? Like the same way people who aren't into movies talked about Avatar when it came out. Like that's what Halo did back in I the mean, day. I it's, mean it's arguably the high point in the entire Halo franchise's history as far as 
hype and awareness and oh, yeah. the sort Probably. of the peak of its cultural powers, right? That's sales that's, show that too. That's right? not to de- that's not to speak ill of Halo Four, of Reach, of ODST or Five, but I think it's fair to say like that is the 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 height of the series so far, right? As far yeah, as that, that end of the trilogy that that the brand power and awareness. Yeah, I think of Halo. Mm-hmm. I think every. I, yeah, I think that's a totally fair argument. This is at this came at a time when like that's when Microsoft sent. You guys read this article about how Microsoft pitched Halo as a movie to studios down in L.A. Sending the the guy dressed up as uh, in the a, Spartan a team outfit. of Spartans, like yeah, to deliver six, the script. Nine tall dudes, like seven foot long, like tall dudes in giant suits delivering scripts to the execs. All the execs at the studios, minus the Sony ones, mm-hmm. and uh, which I think is hilarious. <laughs> uh, That's also silly. If Sony Pictures can, oh yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Why would you go pitch your movie ridiculous. to Sony Pictures, yeah. your biggest competitor? I totally get it, but I still think it's really funny. Uh, actually, in Australia, at the Xbox One launch event, back when I worked for Xbox, had the first console to be owned by anyone in the country delivered by Master Chief via boat to this place like in Sydney Harbour. Oh, so he comes in in this speedboat as a guy dresses the chief and then like gets off this boat and like rocks into this party with like this sweet like, yeah. package containing an Xbox One. It was super cool. Very lines. elaborate and dumb. For like every GameStop for miles had lines like round the block yeah. for the game. Like I think Midnight sales launch. showed it too. I think it's by far, didn't it sell it like 13 million copies? Overall, it's sorry. What did you say? I think it sold 13 million copies that's, overall. I would believe. I know. I just read the figure this week too, and it yeah. sounds about right. But like that's, that, those are that's one that's in 2007, and those are like Call of Duty, Assassin's Creed, multi-plat game numbers. Well, and it's, I'm glad you brought that up because that I think maybe part of the reason, well, not maybe definitely part of the reason that that was the peak of of Halo's powers as a franchise was because. Two months, actually a month and a half later, was when Call of Duty Four: Modern Warfare oh, came. No. Oh yeah, oh. and that because remember up up until that there was Halo as far as really console shooters, and then there was everything else. Oh yeah, I mean Halo, Call of Duty was big. You know, Call of Duty Two it wasn't, wasn't really, Modern Warfare but, yeah, big. Mm-hmm. Two was big, and then Treyarch did three, uh, uh, and there was World at War. But you know that was. Four is when, when of course, Call of Duty went into the absolute stratosphere, uh, and that was. But Halo Three came out just before that. Oh yeah. Does anybody remember launch day for Halo Three? Oh yeah, I was in line, man. Like, yeah, I went to a a midnight launch event at um, EB Games where because I had pre-ordered it, you like had to wait up in a line. Mm -hmm. They give you like a little ticket. You had to. I did too. Like, you got? Did you get the helmet? I got the helmet. Me too. Uh, at our last edition, I've gotten. Really? <laughs> I thought, I mean, I thought you like. You wanted to wear it. Well, yeah, I thought you could wear it. <laughs> well, me too. Yeah. And when, yeah. I, when you couldn't, or, I mean, if you really tried, you could, but you, you hollowed it out. Yeah. yeah. At ours, they served the, the Halo Mountain Dew. <laughs> <laughs> and nobody wanted it. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was uh, I think I had labeled it at the time. It was it was Mjolnir lubrication. Oh yeah, like, <laughs> a fluid that ran in the armor to to liquid cool it. <laughs> Funny. Uh, yeah, I I have a I was lucky enough. You know, I've kind of a little insider story with Halo Three. Is I played Halo Three. I played through it at, at least a month before it came out. Uh, I went with our editor in chief Francesca Reyes at the time at OXM, and we we played through it at Bungie. Mm-hmm. to uh for the review for oxm because you know magazines had the lead time mm-hmm. and that was back when games were actually done ahead of time <laughs> yeah. not like now so days. yeah there was a uh bungee in their their building used to have uh a uh well, i guess it's 343's building now so it's the same thing there's like a there's a lobby and then there's before there's a there's a key card room that leads into the development area which is mm-hmm. this huge open space but before you go through those locked doors there's a little conference room right off of the lobby. And so we, we didn't even go into Bungie proper. They just had us they, – they locked us in this conference room uh, in just different sides of the room and we just – we spent – And they were like, play it. Three days maybe because it was like two for – No one's allowed to leave. Two for campaign and then a day of Some multiplayer. sick reality TV show. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I was lucky enough. I, I played it a month before it came out. That's so cool. And then just had to keep my mouth shut. To me – I remember the Halo 4 review event after, too. I'm like, Ryan, please let me go to this. I was there with y'all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah, that was at a hotel here in San Francisco. Um, but, yeah, it's 
But what, what, how about how about the game itself, Sean? Oh, I want to start with you. What do you remember about about Halo? It's the, the game itself. So I'm a huge Halo franchise fan, but I think Halo Three stands out to me the most because to me it's the most cinematic. Like it's the first time I really thought like, wow, this is in terms of spectacle and how big it feels and how like moving it is. It feels very movie like to me. Like there's the scene. It was pretty cinematic. I mean, they're all very cinematic. Halo is a very cinematic franchise, but personally, I think 3 has these moments that are just unmatched anywhere else in the series. Like, for instance, um, when the Ford Unto Dawn descends out of orbit when you're on the beach there with the tanks and stuff, and, like, all the Marine shatters, like, is that thing rated for, <laughs> like, coming out of orbit? No, Silent Cartographer is the very first It's still the, the beach. Yeah, I think the actual mission's called Ford Unto Dawn, but... Uh, yeah, you, you've just driven up to the coast. You've, like, destroyed a whole bunch of Covenant uh, forces, and you're in this warthog. And, like, it's seemingly like you're kind of about to be overrun. You're trying to, like, get into this, like, uh, secure location, and the Marines are all chattering, like, I don't know if the Ford Unterdog can come into orbit. Like, I guess we're going to find out. <laughs> and they're like, look, there it is. And you're kind of looking around, and all of a sudden this massive starship just descends into orbit, and it comes in fast, man. Like, and you're just like, oh, my God, I got to <laughs> get out of here. Like... Totally hit the mic. Uh, <laughs> it's time. just, it's like, I fe- it felt bigger. I felt like it was a moment that was bigger than me. It's like, you know, I felt transported the way movies transport you to a different world and a different location. Like in that moment, I was, on, I was the chief on the beach, like in that, you know, Warthog. And I just, I don't know that there are so many games that have done that for me. Halo for Halo for me was uh, one of those games where I actually started making video content around it. So I made the terror. I've talked about it on the show. The gray team. It's awful. <laughs> I tweeted it out a while back. But uh, yeah, I made a machinima with my roommates. I would find all the skulls in the game. Um, I definitely I did the legendary challenge. So I would juggle weapons to the points like I would always <laughs> use long range and it took a long time. But we actually uh, ended up finishing it. Co-op and solo, I believe. Yeah. There was an achievement for. Ugh, there was an achievement for that, and it's just... The, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that challenge, uh, though. I love the oh, challenge. yeah. My That's... biggest complaint with Halo 3 Legendary was that you basically can't have any choice in what weapon you pick because you just run out of ammo so fast because mm-hmm. everything's a bullet sponge. So it's like, I found it so frustrating, but I still finished it. Like, yeah. I still did it. Gotta use those plasma like, pistols. Oh, yeah. it's killing me. Gotta use that plasma pistol combo. I mean, some of my best memories ever are like the challenges it's one of the few games that i have like 100 percented in and i think one of the hardest things that i've had to do is one of the achievements is you have to do the arc which is the last level four player co-op on legendary and one of the things is you have to do it in ghosts and i don't know if you so explosive yeah i also don't know if you remember this but ghosts were not easy to control back in the day like warthog is way easier and with all four players and ghosts as you're escaping the arc you remember you're driving really fast because everyone's shooting you and the floor panels are like falling out i completely forgot about that and you'll just be driving the whole two people that's annoying yeah and again ghosts hard to control so even if you're good at the game or you're good at piloting like some stuff you gotta memorize the route control yeah Yeah, it's super funny but even then like it's random panels it is yeah Yeah, you can't Uh, it's really but it's so much fun when you're you and four of your friends all on the couch or like in different, you know, my, we were big time nerds in college and I was in college when I was playing this. So we all had our own consoles on different TVs in the same living room. It was like a big Xbox 360 LAN party. And it, there was just one guy who always kept driving into holes and we'd always be like, Joe, no, we were so close. Like, oh, such great memories. Yeah. For me, I, I just remember it being, I, the thing that stands out the most to me was, the what was to me just a a, a note perfect ending yeah. to Halo Three, mm. you know that that escape sequence which most of us did in a warthog, yep. Uh, unless you were gunning for the achievement, you know, which was which was kind of the callback to Halo One and the the final warthog escape sequence in that game, and then just that last cutscene of you know wake me when you need me, mm-hmm. and it just cool. the fade out, and then you know you know of course the. The legendary cutscene where you get mm-hmm. to the uh, forerunner, you're, you're in orbit around the forerunner planet, and it was just like, oh, what a what a beautiful way to end that game. I yeah. just couldn't. I just like better. realized that I I haven't replayed it since I first played it when I was I played the multiplayer for a long time after it came out, but I was would have been 14 when it first came out, and I did, like I said, silent cartographer before, meaning like 14. I transplanted yeah. a level from the first game into <laughs> Halo Three, and then I'm like, wait, which these are actually in Halo Three? And I remember the snow level. I remember that like super distinctly. Snowbound. That, like I remember that really, really, well, really liking that. Are you talking the, about multiplayer? That's a Halo 1 multiplayer. Oh, no. Wait. 
Snowbound. Yeah, Snowbound is Halo 3. Halo 3. Halo 3. Sorry, I'm, I'm now confused. Right. I don't know. So that's my head is like, yeah. wait, 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 which one of these is which one? And I, I like, oh, I, I feel like I need to replay Halo 3, but like they didn't make an anniversary. And I think I probably banked on that. Well, like I was, but I'm, obviously we can play it now in when, when I played Anniversary, I found myself compelled to go get the skulls and go see I the Easter eggs. I always do that. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I think I remember where it is. Like, no guides. It's like, yeah. I know the Johnson one is you go around the perimeter and you can pick it up. And the in the first level, it's just like on a little, like when you're going down that river, it's just kind of off to the side. Yeah. That one's an easy yeah. one. Like, I remember going to get that really distinctly, too. Mm-hmm. <sighs> also, just the multiplayer in that game. This is, again, for me personally, this is my favorite Halo of the whole franchise. And part of it is because the campaign is amazing. And I love every minute of it. And the storytelling is great. And it's cinematic, all the stuff I said before. But I probably played more hours of Halo 3 multiplayer than I did any other Halo game. And... I was the best. I was at the peak of my first-person shooter powers. Then I was yeah. like young college dude in a dorm full of gamers. Like this was our thing. This is what we did. I was level fifty, but like I love the use of equipment in that. Some people don't like it. Like you don't like it. I it, the equipment kind of put me off a little bit, and it's but it's it's interesting because exactly what you, how you're describing yourself with uh, with Halo Three. That was kind of me with Halo Two, except instead of a dorm, it was. It was basically a dorm. It was the OXM office where right. it's just we're we're surrounded by Halo and Xbox all day. And Halo 2, that was that was that oh for us. So, so you were when, working in a professional yes. capacity in during Halo 2. Yes. And I was in college in Halo 3. Yeah. yeah. And and 3 for me. Yeah. I mean, remember, of course, the beta was such a big deal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Crackdown. Crackdown. Yeah. With Crackdown. Yeah. And uh, but and I just even, you know, it felt good, but it just the yeah, the equipment never quite felt right to me like mm. it, it, i mean I, I mean i felt the same way when reach came out but yeah. then i ended up really well, liking it i yeah. love i loved it because i thought that well okay the reach stuff i think goes too far like armor locks yeah. all day son armor locks all There's this hilarious day. gif of two guys fighting against each other we both have armor lock <laughs> mm-hmm. and neither of them can kill each other because of the armor lock and then they both run out of the armor lock and both melee each other at the same time and die <laughs> like it's <laughs> great but it was so fun to annoy people with the the equipment i think added a level of depth that i really could wrap my head around personally like i remember one of my favorite maps in halo 3 is a uh, construct which is with it's very symmetrical it with a turbine no it has a bunch of like of those lifts like a big central lift and a bunch of little lifts and then out in the middle uh Elevated on a platform as a sniper rifle. Okay, there's there's also a platform that's elevated in that that um, has an energy sword on it as well. Oh, okay, sometimes yeah. in the center. Yeah, uh, I like, like that map a lot. I love that you could you know you know that people because again the Halo Three radar is so good like you know that people would be above or mm. below you based on how big the dot is. Yep. Like and, a little outside area. Uh, it was like a little. There's like a little yeah sort of like. Well, yeah, I mean, you know which one it is, Construct. Long <laughs> sidelines, BR special map is great. But you could take, like, the energy drainer, like the shield drainer, and, like, throw it up the lift, and people would mm-hmm. see, like, a th- something coming up, but they wouldn't know. they think it was you, so they're ready to, like, shoot you. And then it would drain all their powers, and then you could just throw a grenade up there and then come in afterwards. Oh, it was yeah. just so good, man. Like, I loved the depth that those added. Oh, also the pit, that map. Oh, oh yeah. that has lived on. The pit is so good, yeah. I mean, yeah. I love that multiplayer and uh, I think I don't know. I must have put thousands of hours into that multiplayer during college. Good stuff. Mm. Uh, so yeah, we never did get that Halo Three Anniversary Edition. A lot of people thought yeah. for sure after Halo Two Anniversary and Master Chief Collection. Oh, twenty seventeen, we're gonna get a Halo Three Anniversary. And well, you know, in hindsight, Microsoft probably could have used it this fall. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. but, but because know, of Monster Chief Collection. Exactly right. Mm-hmm. It, and a lot of people are playing backwards combat now on it too. Yeah. Like true. about half my friends list is destiny. And then the other half is halo three. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, love it. Uh, so yeah, now we look forward to halo six, presumably next year. That'd be awesome. Presumably with a, a you know, full reveal at E3. And, uh, until then, yes, we salute halo three. Happy 10th birthday. And, uh, many Hail to the chief, many good <laughs> memories. Let's move on. Uh, news this week. Oh, real quick, I just wanted to mention, by the time you're listening or watching this, the Red Dead Redemption 2 video, whatever, will have probably happened. Just so, our luck. Yeah. It's just one of those, we would have had to delay recording this mm-hmm. 24 hours. and got to like, stick to the schedule. We got we to gotta get the show done. So we'll cover that next week, but I'm, I have no doubt that it's going to be interesting at the very least because mm-hmm. Rockstar has turned their trailers into events 
at this yeah. point. That's how they've turned any details. Well, but this true. one's particularly funny because they they said we we will have more to announce uh, towards the end of summer or something, and then mm. they just released that image like two hours before summer officially. <laughs> You're like that. They kept their word. That they announced. It's their like they were clearly like, but we said summer, you guys. And I'm like, all right, two hours before it ends, <laughs> just give them this image. All right, there <laughs> you go. find that like it's so calculated. <laughs> Uh, so let's move on. Square Enix is doubling down on games as a service with their portfolio moving forward. In a message to its shareholders as part of Square Enix's 2017 annual report, President and Representative Director Yosuke Matsuda discussed the increasing importance of multiplayer games and experiences designed with long-term engagement in mind. He says, quote, Gone are the days in which single-player games were of primary status and multiplayer games secondary. Lately, multiplayer games have taken the lead, and it is standard for games to be designed for long-term play. He went on to note that while the idea of games as a service and multiplayer games have been around for a while, today they are seen as, quote, game designs that place a strong emphasis on longer-term user engagement. In an effort to increase customer satisfaction and enhance the lifetime value of the games themselves, Matsuda said Square Enix will, quote, endeavor to develop games designed not to be played once after launch, but that customers can enjoy more and play longer. You did a good job of phrasing that, but I hate this. This <laughs> is basically, hmm, those Ubisoft games really sold well this year, huh? Maybe well, we should try that. You know, to be fair, Microsoft, Phil has said a lot of the same things. Not that they're not going to make single-player games, yeah. but that, but that this, is, this is the market reality. And this yeah, is I mean, it absolutely are. is the market reality. Because I'm with you. I, as you know, a single-player person, majority of the time, yeah. I do not want this. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm right with you. And so that's the, the first thing I thought of exactly thinking along with you, Alana, is, well, how is this going to affect Shadow of the Tomb Raider, which yeah. is probably the, you know, it's technically also, like, unannounced. like future Final Fantasy games. Like, how the hell do you manage that? Like, well, what does I mean, that look like? They, they did specifically say, I mean, look at 15 yeah. and what they've, you know, it is a big single player game, but there's all these other If they made it that way and that they're like tying in the Assassin's Creed event or yeah. whatever, then I'm and totally fine with it. The multi has been great. They've constantly supported it with updates. Yeah, I'm cool with that. But I don't want to. I don't want everything to be online multiplayer all the time. Uh, the f- first Tomb Raider reboot, uh, the Crystal Dynamics game, had a had a multiplayer mode that was not super well regarded. Mm-hmm. That they then dropped for Rise of the Tomb Raider. So I wonder for again, just using Tomb Raider as an example, it's one of their biggest franchises. What is how does this apply to Tomb Raider? Yeah, I'm very curious. Well, you know, Hitman released. Mm episodically i wonder if that's like was part of that strategy before they announced it was to like give it a longer yeah. lead time and maybe we could see more episodic stuff but i don't think hitman it worked very well for that but well and that, DLC look what happened dlc dlc is also an can't option. really be multiplayer only i mean i'm no i'm no game designer so dlc is like where my mind immediately goes in order to extend the sort of length uh, a single player game can have after shelf life or in terms of shelf life but like there's got to be other ways, right? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, no. And we we saw <laughs> there's no other way. Up, Destin, you're talking over your mic. You know, <laughs> Deus Ex has already been kind of put on ice <clears throat> for a while mm-hmm. uh, after after the, you know the last two didn't sell particularly well, and and certainly a quote like this gives me gives me <laughs> <laughs> gives me no hope that we're going to get another Deus Ex anytime soon because Deus Ex does not fit into any of this. Deus Ex the MMO. Yeah. Problem solved. No. Deus Ex. <laughs> Problem created. <laughs> don't, you can customize your Deus Ex guy. Don't start with definitely it. Definitely <laughs> never ask for this. Um, but I mean, yeah, I mean, more and more don't write it off. Like it doesn't sound like the worst idea to me. You know, that's that. Uh, I actually wouldn't hate a Deus Ex MMO. But everything I say about like, I just love single player <laughs> right, experiences so, yeah. so much. But no, the I Deus Ex universe is super cool. Yeah. Like I, I totally, I'm a big single player guy too. Especially as I get older, I get way more frustrated when I'm not good at multiplayer games. So I stick to the ones I think I'm good part at. part of it is also that we have a really social office. People are talking all the time. We do podcasts oh, yeah, and yeah, stuff. Yeah. So it's when I'm by myself, I'm like, I'm not going to talk to any humans for the yeah, next that's right. <laughs> 48 hours on a weekend and it's going to be the best thing ever and I'm going to play video games it's going to be I great so get that mentality and I love that mentality but it's also just like 
Yeah, like Ryan said, like it's a business reality nowadays it is. that like you have to sell a game that's going to stay alive for longer than a few months after it launches. And there's ways to do that. Like I think we talked about DLC for single player Loot games. crates. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, but I mean so, Ubisoft's method, which is working incredibly well, is like Wildlands is one of the highest selling games this year. Yeah. yeah. Which is crazy because I didn't know that many people interested in it before it came out. And it's like that is a game that can be played like a single player experience that just happens to be online. And the same There's thing with For Honor yeah. which is which is like, like the number 2 right. or number 3 right. selling well, Rainbow 6. Well just like Rainbow. what you yeah. said was like it's a multiplayer online game that can be played like a single player like Less that sounds like a lot like Destiny to me too. Like you yeah, don't have true. to play that's with true. people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I uh, uh it's just important to think like I am not opposed to this philosophy because I recognize like one I play a lot of games that are multi- that are multiplayer focused and that you play for many many hours. Uh, but two, like, I just think like, you just got to make it in a way where it doesn't feel like you're coercing your audience or the players or where they feel like they're being exploited. Like the whole loot box thing, like the whole gambling machine mechanic where even if what you're being rewarded with is like cosmetic and doesn't affect the gameplay, like you can legitimately get hooked on that stuff. Like I read an article. I did that when I was a kid. <laughs> I spent a oh. ton of money. I've yeah. told the story before on the podcast, but I spent a ton of money on this game called Habbo Hotel because it had this system where you could call and you would get credits to your account if you put in like a code. And as a kid, I like didn't think through that at all. Yeah. And I spent a ton of my parents' money on this game, like buying stuff. Like I just bought like couches and yeah like i read i read some article that was like all right it's time to step back and call this mechanic what it really is which is gambling and we have very strict laws about at least here in the states and i think probably worldwide about like minors gambling and this is just something that encourages that behavior and that could be destructive uh loot boxes like that whole thing like i just think that that i don't know if that's the right way to do it but the philosophy of like let's design a game where people can play it and it's a long-term investment. Well, Games Final like Fantasy Destiny, like, has done that's a really awesome. good job of, of constantly mm-hmm. being evolving. And this, the way that all of this is phrased, is very good. Like increase customer satisfaction and enhance the lifetime value of games themselves. All of this is phrased well. It's just like I wonder if it's a certain point where I'm like, I remember the games when I was a kid. They didn't have day one oh, patches, well, and like that, well, day, now, like that. that day will come for you no well, matter like, what. I, I, don't, yeah. I never want to be an angry us. old person, and I'm Too already like, like oh, video games are changing, and I'm like, <laughs> I don't, I just like, I want to have single player experiences forever, and kids now like probably don't care about single player experiences half as much as we did because that's all I had when I was a kid. Yeah, except yeah. Age of Empires. Oh. I don't know if the, I don't know if the single player game will ever completely disappear just because there's so many different scales of development, right? Like, well, it just all of Sony's first be, party games are pretty much single player, so yeah. And you might just not really see too much of it at like the AAA level anymore because of the AAA's need to be like playable for a long time. Well, they what just we got coming down line? We got Assassin's Creed, we got Call of Duty. Those have uh, single player components. That's Battlefront true. Two, they have both. Battlefront. Yeah, Battlefront Two does now yeah. too as well, which not is like going away yet. Also, like Gears is, I think, a really good example of it it a very, very, very well supported multiplayer infrastructure with yeah. a really good single player. And, well. and Halo, Halo, yeah, for and that Halo. matter. Yeah, yeah. we, totally. we've, of course, we have our beefs with the campaign itself, but but yeah, as far as the, the there's that. But even those beefs are like a narrative decision. It's yes. like the campaign no, is still there. Yeah, and then the the how they've supported. We've cited. Lauded them many times. I mean, it's their their DLC model, their uh, post release model has been is just that a it's model hard. for everyone else. Yeah. 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 All Free content, set all, the bar. Yeah. Yeah. all those Absolutely. examples too. I don't know about Star Wars, but all the other ones, I believe you can play through solo or you can play through with a group. It's so true. they're supporting the multiplayer component, but not forcing you into yeah, it. This does make me feel slightly happier about this. Yeah. You're right about I'm the just phrasing, scared. Though. I'm scared of like losing. The thing that I'm I grew you. up with, it's like, it's weird. Like, I was worried everything would be Rainbow Six, you know, yeah. like, moving forward. Well, Ubisoft kind of is in that direction, except for Watch Dogs, and I'm, because of that, I'm worried about Beyond Good and Evil 2. I'm like, please don't make this an online multiplayer game, because the kid who played Beyond Good and Evil will be really sad. Like, I, I will, like, be really upset about that. They're like, I don't know, it's mm. scary. You're right about the phrasing of this, though. All of it sounds really good, and I it's think it's... very well. Yeah, I think... Like any CEO phrasing, like or you know, executive person's phrasing, it's going to be good. 
But the more important questions, like, all right, this all sounds good, but how are you going to do this? Right. right. Like, if we had to sit in a room, like, with game designers, or if game designers had to sit in a room and kind of talk about how to implement this philosophy into a game like Shadow of the Tomb Raider, like, I don't really. I wonder what it means to Final Fantasy I think, VII. So, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, like, that's already being worked well, just on. Like an I, example, feel like, you know? I feel like it's going to be after that, right? I don't know. I, I, yeah. I think you'll see a lot of stuff get shoehorned in if necessary. Final Fantasy 16. I believe we'll have in this ten years. From now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, Final whatever Fantasy it means, I don't know. Consistent with their releases, that game will definitely come out at some point. <laughs> some point, yeah. So we'll see. Yeah, this is uh, you know we've seen we've seen a lot of publishers start to adopt this again. Microsoft, Ubisoft, Ubisoft just killing it with that. Yeah, this so. is not a uh, a new thing, and it appears to be here to stay for the time being. Hello there. Would you like to save money and play more video games? Well, let me introduce you to our sponsor, Gamefly. Gamefly is the best way to buy and rent all your favorite games. At Gamefly.com, you pick your favorite games and have them mailed directly to your door or mailbox. Gamefly is the leading video game rental service with over 9,000 titles to choose from. You can try your favorite games before you buy and keep the games as long as you want with no late fees. So if you're stuck on a boss fight or having a really good time, it's not a big deal. You can cancel at any time, and they also offer movie rentals too. Go to Gamefly.com locked and start your free premium 30-day trial today. The premium trial allows you to check out two games and or movies at a time. You can only get this offer, again, by visiting Gamefly.com slash locked. Now go sign up and start playing all your favorite games absolutely free for 30 days right now. Uh, I want to move next to what is easily my favorite story of the week, and that is <laughs> uh, the original Xbox creator, Seamus Blackley, who's uh, also a friend of IGN, friend of the podcast here. He got the official green light, pardon the phrasing, Mm-mm. on a little pet project of his. And that is a re-release, for an official greenlit by Phil Spencer re-release for Xbox One of the Duke controller. So the Duke <laughs> is coming back yes. as an Xbox One compatible controller. I can't wait. 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 I think this is really cool. Come on. It'll be a cool I, collectible. It'll be a cool great. collectible. So yeah. I've said this a bunch of times. I love the Duke controller. <laughs> like everyone's like, it's too big. And I'm like, that's why I love it. <laughs> like it's so huge. It is ridiculously yeah. oversized. It's, it's no boomerang. Like I love it. I think it's the coolest thing about the Xbox, about the first Xbox. Well, I wonder how this Xbox is going one. to work. If it's going to have the button placement of it an does. Xbox One oh, controller. Yeah. Nope. It's... Entirely Duke. Yeah, it's ins- so not it's many people are probably going to use it. Black and white. That's what? the thing. So those are. <gasps> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got it. The black. Oh, they're up above. Yeah. I hope uh, they just. I hope it's literally the exact same it is. controller. It, it is. is. It like is. Button Amazing. for button placement. All that yes. stuff. Mm-hmm. Great. And uh, is it uh, wireless? So I was, I'm glad you. Were, it, it is in fact wired. Which what again? <laughs> in keeping <laughs> the spirit. But what that also does is it'll keep the price of this thing down because ah. to not only is the wireless hardware costlier than a than a cable mm-hmm. but then you have to pay they have to pay Microsoft the the licensing fee for the proprietary wireless chip, chip in there yeah. so that would have made that would have raised the price of this thing now we we don't have a price for it yet uh, when I'm going to reach out can, can to, to Seamus. Yeah, please g- g- guess on the record. Twenty nine ninety nine. Yeah, right. I think it, it'll be a bit more than that. What my year dude. is this? Thirty nine ninety nine. I don't think it was a little bit higher. No, I don't. I don't think it's controller, a controller sixty. Right, a normal controller sixty. And yeah. they used to be so fifty. I, if this is wired and it's sort of a collectible. Okay, yeah, my initial guess is pretty low. I think it's going to be more expensive than a regular controller yeah, based fine. on the fact that it's collectible. I'm going to say thirty nine ninety nine. All right, that'll be you my are, guess. I would bet you. I'm not betting would, in and out or anything on this. <laughs> I would bet you the pink slip, the 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 slip to my car. Like, there's no way it's thirty nine ninety nine. Like, I'm glad we have this recorded because <laughs> if I'm right, it's going to be a wonderful day. At, I would us. guess probably around ninety. Yeah, was and limited 80. edition run. I, I think I was it's going to guess like a hundred. Yeah, I think eighty uh, yeah. for a controller. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's probably going to be a limited run. Exactly right. Yeah. Okay. They're not going to be just like widely available. It's also not going to be easy for them to make. It's like not something that they can mass produce. So, like, okay, it's it's a niche product for people who are like very, like Xbox. I'm absolutely going to buy this, and I will probably never use it. But I'm absolutely going to buy one because it's fan service. I think they will come in at a good price point. I think ninety is a little high. We'll see. Yeah, Yeah. all right. I hope that it's pre-order friendly. If we're playing the prices right here. Mm 
you've effectively bid a dollar at 39.99. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm saying 79.99. You went 90. So 89.99. 89 and 99. 89, right? 99. $100. Right. No way. Yeah, dude. It could be. He's yeah. going to be a Session, lot closer than you what, are. What It'd world do you live in in which fan like, service stuff is fairly priced? It's always overpriced. I think it'll be what I said. They know they up, can take advantage of the fans. <laughs> it'll be what I said up to, to what Ryan said. It is not going to be over what Ryan said. It may, I acknowledge that yeah. my 80 might be low. Like yeah. I, I will say I don't think it would be more than $100. Mm-hmm. I don't but I, I, my, I'm going with 80, but but I think either one of you two I could be totally see, right. You're 100% wrong. <laughs> I could see it being 80. No way it's 100. No Collectibles, way. man. Like, yeah, that, dude. As, as soon as something's limited edition yeah. and can't be mass made, it's more expensive. This is for fans, though. This is, I uh, think it will come in. So is, every, so is every $200 collector's edition out there of the game that people that want. It doesn't even have a game in it. We'll like, see. Remember we'll those see. Marvelous we'll Capcom Infinite weird eggs that we got in? Oh, <laughs> oh man. Oh, God. That was $200. So Seamus is partnering with Hyperkin on this, uh, they are. I am familiar with them. They, they're kind of a. They are a peripheral maker. So again, the price is unknown. But Seamus Blackley, he, he tweeted out, "New Duke has gone to tooling and is approved by Xbox." And then in all caps, "This is happening!" Exclamation mark. So, uh, Seamus, I invite you to come on up. He, he needs to come up and do uh, unfiltered anyway. We've been yeah, talking about totally. it for a while. Come on yeah. up re- when you've got it ready to reveal like the fi- a final. Uh, you know, what would you call those? Uh, engineering sample, I guess, mm-hmm. would probably be the, the right term. Come on up. I'm inviting you. Let's do this right here on Unlocked, and we'll we'll showcase this thing. Are you trying to justify... Hyperkin X9190 style controller, $29.99 at Target. Yeah, but what is a it's 90s a style controller? I'm just saying they're not too expensive. You're talking about the Duke. We'll see. Officially sanctioned by Microsoft. Hail to the king. Uh, we'll see, we'll see. <laughs> What was I going to say? Oh, yeah. Side note. Can we also get a gold-plated one for the end of the year? Oh, that's... That's pretty good. We we, we do already have a kind fan that's 3D printing a new one. But I do... I like the idea of... Of that, Not maybe maybe for the twenty the twenty eighteen spray paint could be just fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, we'll yeah. keep yeah, we'll keep cool. in touch with Seamus on that, and uh, we'll have we'll definitely be keeping a close eye because I can't wait to see Destin's reaction when this thing is nowhere close to forty dollars. It's not going to be a hundred. This is going to be very embarrassing if <laughs> this side of the table is. It's going to be between. It's, it's going to be within our price ranges. It totally is. They, their products aren't that expensive. All right. Uh, last story this week is Battlefront 2, Star Wars Battlefront 2. That is coming up very soon. So is that, uh, I think there's that multiplayer beta coming up mm-hmm. as well, yeah, right? that's, uh, I think, next week. Oh, already? Oh, the week off, well, I guess, oh, yeah. the, I mean, the game's out next month. So the all the maps and all the modes have been revealed for Battlefront 2. I just wanted to list those for you here because people are curious. In addition, of course, to the full-on single-player campaign, Written by Mitch Dyer, so none of us RIP. will be reviewing that video game. We'll RIP be, Mitch D. We'll be uh, we'll be finding someone that, that that's uh, newish here that or that works off site that did not work with Mitch Dyer. You guys remember that time he said on this podcast that Battlefront Two would never be made because yeah. I do. He still owes me a lunch for that. That's he has so yet funny. to pay up. He making it. Yeah, we'll get It'll never be made. Hey, game? we want yeah. you to make it. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, the so irony. we've got uh, here are the modes: Strike which is where two eight-player teams will compete in objective-based missions. I like the sound of that. Starfighter Assault, have uh, players assume control over hero ships, fighters, bombers, and interceptors as two teams engage in multi-stage objective-based space battles. I played that and I love it. Yeah, sounds super great. Uh, hero, uh, heroes versus villains mode. Various beloved characters from the Star Wars universe fight against each other in four-on-four team battles. Which is sounds like that's taking the hero token stuff from Battlefront One and mm-hmm. making a whole mode out of just that, which sounds fantastic. And then uh, let's see here: arcade mode, single player or split screen multiplayer, where players oh, it's a horde mode. Okay, take on AI foes in various scenarios. And then galactic assault, where players will battle on a series of large team oriented objective based maps which again sounds like the exactly the kind of fan service that this game big team battle should mm-hmm. be providing yes big team battle indeed as for the maps you're getting three from the prequel era Camino, Kashik, and feed uh, five original trilogy era maps death star 2 endor moss eisley yavin 4 and hoth and then three from the force awakens era star killer base 
Jakku, and Takodana. So, uh, 11 maps at launch is pretty good. Yeah. yeah, pretty solid stuff there. But I'm in it for the single player. Yeah. Written by... Mitch, don't let me down or I'm coming for you, buddy. Mitch Dyer and uh, Walt Williams. So. And Walt. Yeah. That's right, I'm taking it out on Mitch. I, Walt's a nice guy. Either way. I think they're both... Walt's all right. But we'll hold you personally <laughs> accountable. Mitch is being held personally well, responsible. I believe... I've like been trying to not talk to Mitch about it. Yeah. Uh, but I believe that... Walt kind of helped out or mostly wrote the military side of things because that's where his writing experience is. Mitch did a lot of the character development and then uh, the more personal writing, cool. I think. Yeah. So it should be an interesting mix. Well, I'm sure one way, some way, somehow, Mitch will be in here some, at some point and we'll, we'll talk to him all about it. Even trivia. if it's after the game comes out, what? it'll be fun. Adding my trivia to a trivia. <laughs> Just kidding. Mitch comes in and gets 10 points in one day. You're like, what? Yeah, how right. did this happen? What? Retroactive points that make him win. <laughs> no, all right. So that's the news for this week. But there is a lot going on in the Marketplace Report. Many, many things you can spend your money on. Alana Pierce. What up? What are those things? Retail, you can get on? FIFA 18, NBA 2K18, Project Cars 2, Fallout 4 Game of the Year Edition, Lego Ninjago movie game. <laughs> Digitally. <laughs> what? All right. It's, I think it's even longer than that. I think it's the Lego Ninjago movie, the video game or something. Oh, okay. Like, it's intentionally oh, okay. meant to be okay. funny, I think. Got it. Um, digitally, you can get Cuphead, finally. Hopefully. Uh, I, I'm, uh, this yeah. is preemptive applause. I haven't played the whole game yet. Hope it's good. It's only $20. I like it a lot. I am a little, like, I don't know. I, I really want to finish the whole thing, and I hope that I like it as much as I do right now. So. I know. That's, that's exactly the thing. Just, like, please don't right now let I me love down yeah. after all this time. Yeah. <laughs> Every frame's uh, hand-drawn. Yeah, it's crazy. Nuts. It's crazy. Looks so good. Um, Pinball FX3, which is free to play. WRC7 FIA World Rally Championship, which is $50. Lightfield is $18. Ruiner is $20. Ruiner is very cool. It's like cyberpunky. Mm-hmm. It, it looks um, like cyberpunk that's not trying too hard, which I think nice. can get lo- wrong a lot. So yeah. it looks very cool. What kind of game? Well... It's hard Top to say down. because I've only seen Max play it in the office. Oh, oh, I've, I've oh, is that what he was playing yesterday? Yeah. Okay. It, well, yes, I assume that he didn't yeah. play multiple games yesterday, but it's it's. He was also playing this horse game the other day. He was playing a hunting game. It was not the horse game. <laughs> no. Yeah, it's like top-down tactic RPG thing. I think cool. unsure, but it looks very cool. Uh, Bloody Zombies is fifteen dollars. CM Speedrunners from Hell is fifteen dollars. Caveman Warriors is fifteen dollars. Ink is ten dollars. Revolve is $10, and the coma recut is $15. Evolve and revolve. <laughs> Did I say evolve? No, no you totally right. didn't. I just yeah. thought it was funny. Yeah. Um, hey, is evolve taken? Yeah. Uh, revolve. <laughs> Chuck an R on that. Devolve. And this wasn't a K. <laughs> It'll be the prequel. Yeah. Um, marketplace, playable demo of Forza Motorsport 7. And September Games is goal. We have Forza Motorsport 5 Racing Game of the Year Edition from September 1 to 30 on Xbox One. Oxenfree from September 16 to October. Got it. Very good game. Xbox One. Um, Hydro Thunder Hurricane. That's Sep- over. That's over. Aww. And Battlefield 3, September 16 to 30, Yay. Xbox One and Xbox 360. A lot of people still play Battlefield 3, so I'm mm-hmm. like, maybe not as much now that it's also Battlefield 1. You but even when 4 was out, people still played it. So. Um, October Games with Gold is Gone Home. Console Edition, October yes. 1 to 31, Xbox nice. One. I um, made my boyfriend play that with me this year, and he, like not being super invested in the games industry has no idea what it was about at all yeah. and was he it. terrified because i was terrified he thought it was going to be he, he i don't think he would let off if he was scared very well but he thought it was going to be scary based on yeah, yeah so did I. I did the first time i played so it did I. yeah yeah so maybe we shouldn't talk about it if you haven't played it play it um the turing test which is a game i've been really interested in me for too a while. Yeah. um that's october 16 to november 15 it's kind of a uh, it's like a portal-ish. I mean, it's not yeah. portals, but it's a first-person, no combat, just puzzle be, game. I think Marty might have reviewed it. I think he did. I, yeah. I think he, he, he what did he give it, like a high six or a low seven? I don't remember like, at like, all. It was, you know, good, not yeah. amazing. A game that's worth getting if it's yeah, free. free. Yeah. Um, Rayman 3 HD, October 1 to 15 on Xbox One and Xbox 360, and Medal of Honor Airborne, October 16 to 31 on Xbox One and Xbox 360. Love it. Good stuff. Let's go to trivia. So, Destin, you'll notice that you're down five. Points. Yeah, uh, this is a great question. And too. we are at the end of September. Yeah, we do about four shows a month. You're down five points. Wish me luck, everybody. Ago. So, if you do the math, October, November, December, Marty just you're running out of time. <laughs> but Marty's not here, so a golden opportunity for you to really get back into this. Close the gap. If you miss this, it's going to put you in a big, big deficit. I'm already anxious. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, 
no pressure, <laughs> and by no pressure, I mean lots of pressure. Yeah. <laughs> what about Our, Sean? He could catch up. No. He's got two solid. Oh, really? I was about to say I had one. <laughs> You've got two by my count, and my count's the only one that matters. So our Unlock Block trivia question comes to us from Matt O'Connor this week. He says, with fall traditionally being a time for big console exclusives, it made me think of this question related to timed exclusivity. Which of the following games was an Xbox console ex- exclusive the longest? So this do not factor PC into this. In other words... How long, how long did it take before one, these games went to PlayStation? So you had, What about the Wii U? <laughs> what about <No>. it? <laughs> Bioshock, Elder Scrolls for Oblivion, Splinter Cell Double Agent, and Rise of the Tomb Raider. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to hold off before I'm on Destin. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to the shark first, see if he has any inclination here. Uh I do have an inclination. I think that inclination is a Bioshock. Okay. Uh, my thinking being that Rise of the Tomb Raider was long, but not that long. I remember about a year. Yeah, I remember Bioshock being on for like the first two whole years of Xbox 360. I remember them having all of the exclusives: Mass Effect, Bioshock being two of them that I remember very exclusive, like very high profile ones. I I'm just gonna guess Splinter Cell Double Agent was not. Timed, like I think it's Splinter Cell is very much an Xbox franchise, but Ubisoft, I might be wrong so. about that. Uh, and then I think Oblivion. I remember Oblivion not being console exclusive for any amount of time. I remember Oblivion it being very, was. but I remember it being short. It was a ton close, of, yeah. but I remember there being a ton of Poor discussion summer. early on because when <laughs> it came to PlayStation, it was buggy as hell. All right, and I think so that, that was yeah. Alana, what you- um, my answer is also a Bioshock, but okay. I I think it was like. Maybe a year and a half. I don't think any of these were very long. I think Rise of the Tomb Raider was just over a year as well. So that's a close one. Like, I think it's between A and D, but I'm going to say Bioshock. Okay. So, Destin, I'm going to go your way now. You've heard some of the thoughts of your comrades here. Yeah, man, this is tough. Uh, Do you go with the group or do you stray from the pack? I feel like my colleagues are very knowledgeable (laughs) and their points are Clearly, my two points... Show that, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Bi- Bioshock's a good guess. It was a big deal that that was a console exclusive. Uh, Elder Scrolls 4, I'm pretty sure that was console exclusive also. Uh, Splinter Cell, I think at that time, it wasn't multi-platform yet. Like the is series. it now? It is now. I now it was they always kind of an Xbox everything. thing. Blacklist was straight multi-platform. Yeah. yeah. I'm pretty sure but Double I'm, Agent came to PS3. I will comment on the rest when after Destiny yeah. gives his. I'm pretty sure. Oh man! Pull the trigger, Dustin. I'll go Could with. Be a trick question. Really? Yeah, I'll do Bioshock. It's got to be an answer. Okay. I'll do Bioshock. So everybody unites on Bioshock. Now, oh, no. Sean, all wrong. <laughs> you were incorrect in your. So, uh, Oblivion was March 2006. The PS3 hadn't even come out yet. Ah, huh. there you go. So it was. Uh, it ended up being a one. Why? It ended up being a year. Yeah. For okay. Oblivion, Tomb Raider. Oh, Tomb Raider was longer. Tomb Raider was also. A year, maybe thirteen months, because I think it was uh, like early. It's either November or early December. Yeah, after the November Xbox release the year before. Splinter Cell, because I love. And then uh, Splinter Cell. Splinter Cell. They were all Xbox exclusive uh, until entire. They went from entirely Xbox exclusive to timed to finally blacklist. It wasn't exclusive at all, but Double Agent did have a window of time. Bioshock is correct. Oh, thank you. You are all correct. Watch out, Marty. How many? 14 14 months. This is a fantastic question. Well, I mean, this is a really good question. Yeah, Yeah. it really was. You think it is a long time. You think that Rise of the Tomb Raider is kind of like a red herring. Like, oh, that was recent. It can't be. There has to be something. Like, no, that was. I think uh, that was over a year as well. Yeah, it was right in the mix there. I was really worried it would be Splinter Cell because I'm like, those were Xbox exclusive for so long. Did it ever come to play? I'm not a Splinter Cell guy. So in my head, the only thing I really knew about it was like, that's primarily an Xbox franchise. Yeah. Double Asia wasn't one of the best Splinter Cells. (laughs) Yeah. But I I did complete the I remember it being on PS3 because a friend when they had a PS3 played it but that's it like it's mm-hmm. dumb double agent knowledge. has this bizarre distinction uh, which is very rare in games at all uh, especially now there were two versions of it there was the next gen version for 360 oh, and PS3 mm-hmm. developed by Ubisoft Shanghai what? now the primary de- team was always Ubisoft Montreal they did Splinter Cell 1 mm-hmm. and they did Chaos Theory yeah uh, and then they would go on to do uh no, they didn't. Those were there too before it kind of 
ended up branching off. But but then Shanghai did Pandora Tomorrow, which was two, and Double Agent, which was four. But the, the then there were so they did the next gen versions, which was like the lead version. Mm-hmm. Interestingly, the there was a there was a old gen version made for PS2 and 360 or pardon me PS2 and original Xbox by a different Ubisoft Montreal team that's regarded as the better of the versions yeah, like the, the older ver, the old gen versions regarded as better mm-hmm. than, and they're they're the same sort of story mm-hmm. but just the the missions and the the game like the level design it, they're totally different takes so on the same thing yeah, i just remember you're like commander gets kidnapped or something and you got to bust him out of that room but bad stuff happens and that's all I remember about that. That sounds game. like spell. There was some like building infiltration mission you where you got to climb up every a video building. game ever. Yeah. Anyway, that's enough of the human Wikipedia moment yeah. on Splinter Cell Double Agent. But Matt O'Connor, great job. That was a fantastic trivia question. Gave us a lot Very of good. fun there. So, Destin, you are. I'm, I wanted you to get back in it. Yeah. Because if Marty I locks this one. thing up, it's no fun. Mm-hmm. So it won't be. You're still unlocked the game. anymore. And by the way, Alana. One point behind Destin, so Ooh, wait, am I really within striking range? Mm-hmm. Yes, not of at least thing. beating out Destin. next week. Damn it! <laughs> yeah, maybe Destin will end up in third place this year. What are my chances, though? Not think you might impossible. be mathematically eliminated at this yeah. point. So How many points you got, Destin? If you got them all right, and we got them all wrong. You would still lose. <laughs> <laughs> I think I have ten. Yeah, and has what, we're in October. Yeah. I have a lot. I don't think you can get fifteen points. No, no. Nah. Anyway, there's only twelve. Uh, <laughs> possible yeah Sign don't worry about it <laughs> if uh, if you'd like to if you'd like to play along uh please send us an xbox trivia question include four multiple choice answers note the correct one and email everything to unlocked at ign.com and we'll of course play again next week so with that uh, i guess we should get back to cuphead We've also got uh, forza motorsport 7 finally just arrived after yeah a, a i didn't know we could say that what you know what <laughs> super excited to play i don't I, you can say forget it if they want to after how long we didn't have it for and the fact that the <laughs> i think the game. first re- embargo is like tomorrow or something really and we just got it so whatever we have it we're, we're gonna put it Sumi on that we're gonna put it on our fancy tv right Ooh, we should yeah on i mean the s we, we obviously don't tell those guys come in yeah we don't have an x yet yeah to to really you know but we have that s in the corner we do yeah all ready be, to go be the way to go so uh yeah so we're doing more on cuphead mm-hmm. the review of course will just be as as soon as we can finish and yeah. get a review done i embargo don't embargo is friday but i don't know if we'll get it done by well then. the game's out friday so the embargo is midnight friday well whatever i don't even know i'm not on the review so yeah and then we'll have a let's play of cuphead up uh next monday on youtube.com slash ign unlocked and Fantastic. also a let's play of four to seven so. watch the screen Excellent. archive also yeah. For Cuphead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll be up on YouTube.com. It's probably broadcasting and, as we're recording. I think they're still broadcasting, yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Well, if you would like an ad-free IGN experience, you can go to IGN.com slash Prime and sign up for the IGN Prime subscription. That's one year, $30, no ads, and you'll get the occasional beta access to games, occasional free games, et cetera. So if you're uh, interested in that, take a look at that. Uh, Destin. Yeah. What are you up to? Uh, well, we're launching some features. Uh, I'll just I'll wait until they're done to promote them. Sure. But, uh, yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Destin Legary. Still streaming a lot. Tweets.tv slash Destin channel. I am hopelessly addicted to Destiny. I have a problem. Mm-hmm. At least you. I mean, that's step one. Oh <laughs> yeah. No, I doesn't know. seem to be upset about it though. No. He's like, I have a problem. It's almost like it's fine. Like, I have a yeah. problem. Yeah. <laughs> I need to stop. A playing smug so late. problem. I need to stop playing so late. <laughs> Alana. Uh, I am Charl Anazad on all of the social medias, and uh, I've been producing all the Let's Plays, so for both Unlocked and Beyond, trying to get lots of those up, um, doing some opinion videos, and coming up, I'm going to be doing a bunch of hopefully terrifying makeup tutorials for our social teams for Halloween. Oh, I'm going to do oh, Pennywise. Wow. I'm going to do, because um, I did one last year, and it like That's right. blew up, kind of. Are yeah. you going to dress up as Pennywise? I'm going to do Pennywise makeup That's on my series. Please don't do that here. It should be really good. Yeah. It's going to be here. It? Yeah. <laughs> um, but like, it's not, it's not just a makeup tutorial because I've also like got a bunch of peripheral stuff. Like I'll be using a ton of stuff to make it look as authentic as possible. I'm doing a jigsaw one. That's wonderful. And nice. there's one more that I don't remember, but those will be up all through October as well. So I'm excited about those. Hopefully scare some people. Freddy Krueger. Get that like burned face action. I could totally do that. 
Oh, that, would, that would take what? 12 hours? <laughs> oh, no, that wouldn't take that long. No, no, no. It's, uh, that, that kind of stuff is not as hard as it seems. Yeah. John, Sharkman. Follow me at Shot by Vinnigan on Twitter. All right. All right. Thanks, John. <laughs> Keeping it. I like that. Yep. Yeah. Well. I mean, we should go. You've <laughs> changed. Uh, you've changed a thing. I'm yeah. not going to say what it is in case you don't want to announce the thing. No, 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 no. Yeah. So I've moved teams internally here. I'm not really doing anything all that different, but I'm working on a different type of content. And it does so, mean that you're working on content that you can't announce. A lot yeah. Of time now, like right? a lot of the lead times for this stuff means like I'm working on projects that won't go live until 2018. So that kind of stuff. Also, so it's not even worth talking about. But what this means for you, the audience, is that hopefully I should be on Unlocked more mm-hmm. often and more involved with the Let's Plays. Play. But so. not you're not producing Unlocked anymore. Right. I am not the producer of Unlocked anymore. We uh, have split those duties up or Beyond or GameScoop or NVC like I used to do before. We, those are now new producers here at the company. And uh, I don't I'll think be, that'll make a dramatic change. Oh, not at all. No. Like for the audience, you won't notice anything. No more voice I am not <laughs> going to be in the control room all that much anymore. I'm yeah. going to be out here with you guys, which is really awesome. Uh, not regularly. Still like the fifth chair. As what we call in like basketball fans, like six man. Right. First off the and, bench, uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so that's look forward to that. I look forward to that. Good. You can follow me on Twitter at DMC underscore Ryan. I got a new puppy. I know. Oh, oh yeah. my god, it's, uh, it's been yeah. It kind of it kind of all came together while I was on vacation last mm-hmm. week. And uh, how long until it's like comfortable enough for you to bring her him? I just in? I've been now, getting you bring a lot. Well, it's a it's a thing to do with the. Um, uh, injection. Well, the shot that's more for playing with other dogs yeah. or being like. But it's also like if a dog comes across like poop from another dog out in right. the open, like which is why we're yeah we, we're all over the IGN uh, sidewalk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, I mean, she, she <laughs> it's a problem. We need to talk to pop. <laughs> Short answer, honestly, when she's potty trained, I'll bring her in. Right, because right? be, otherwise she's it's we're just gonna have a problem. Yeah, she's we're working. You know, it's day, it's day two. Like well, today's day yeah. three, I guess. Uh, but her name's Daisy, and I want to thank everybody for your super kind messages. Obviously, it's been a very hard year in a lot of ways. Uh, you too. I don't. I mean, it's I. You know. Yeah. I will cry if we talk about it. All right, I I can <laughs> stick to Daisy then. So, um, but yeah. So she's she just wants to be in my lap so far, which is like every time she's, she's a boxer as well. She's a boxer. Yeah. I I can't, I love boxers. Maggie made me a boxer person for life. Yeah. Um, yeah, she just wags her little tail all the time. And if I kneel down, she just, she just comes up and then just plops down in my lap every time. So it's like, all right, you you can stay, (laughs) you can stay. So, um, yeah, no, it's, it's, you know, I wish Maggie were still here. Obviously that's, uh, N- nothing against Daisy, but you know, life is what it is, and so yeah, we're uh, it's 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 fun to it's. I got to be honest, it's a little it's a little strange to just say another dog's name like yeah. in a like mm-hmm. a, that's not Maggie, like literally anything that's not like Maggie. So that, but you know, no, she's she's great so far, and I can't wait for you guys to meet her. Yeah. And a lot of people are like, when's she going to be on Unlocked? It's like. As soon as she's potty trained, yeah. I will Man. bring her in. I want she a is, dog. She is <laughs> ten pounds right now. She's eight weeks old. Tiny. She's, this is very tiny. I made um, so you know I had the Twitter account for Maggie where I would put pictures up, but that's that was made before Instagram existed. So Instagram's the better photo she platform. Have an Instagram. I made her an Instagram account. Hmm. Daisy the yeah. boxer puppy. So, because Daisy the boxer, well, you're gonna was have naked. to take out the what, puppy. What are you gonna do? <laughs> probably not. I'll just probably leave it her whole life. Uh, yeah. Because again, yeah, the, the regular, regular old Daisy the boxer was taken. The so, boxer. Daisy the boxer puppy Pup. is. If you'd like to follow her on Instagram, that's where her life will be chronicled in pictures oh, and videos. Oh, she's so, so tiny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so do take a look at that. Uh, IGN unfiltered. Always very proud of that. That's uh, that's like my little pet project here. What's the recent one? Randy Pitchford Part Two. So oh. there's there's a it's a total of three hours with Randy Pitchford covering like literally everything he's ever worked on, and you know you can say what you want, you can feel how you want to feel about Randy Pitchford, but the guy's got some fascinating stories, and I had a great time sitting down with him. Uh, I think Xbox fans will be very interested in October's guest, so I think that's going to be oh. two weeks from now. Cool. So looking forward to that, and uh, yeah, if you like. If you're into Teslas, come listen to my Tesla podcast. It's called Ride the Lightning. 
Uh, just search for Ride the Lightning Tesla podcast. So. When, do you, when do you get your Tesla? Do you know? Summer. <sighs> Looking like summer. I want to see that, too. You have yeah. all the cool stuff. You got a new puppy. You're getting it's, a Tesla someday. Well, <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, there's there's a lot to be thankful for, for sure. I try never to never to lose sight of that. So um, we're done for the shark. Alana, Destin, I'm Ryan. This was uh, unlocked, gosh, 315 already. I gotta start planning. Is three one four pi? Yeah, that's three point one. Yeah, so the next episode's pi. Uh, oh, so we should. Who's have, bringing pie? Well, no, we know we're who, past it. Tom. Tom. Our what? new guy Tom is. The, oh, it was the last one. You're right. Confused. Yeah, you're right. We're counting back. You guys blew it last. So, <laughs> it was last week, number. and I didn't even pay attention to it. Damn oh, it! It's all right. I was supposed to bring in. I think people will forgive you. I was supposed to bring in. I um, <laughs> Jinx, that toy company that mm-hmm. figured. They sent a bunch of Halo 3 anniversary figurines that I was supposed to have here. Ryan. Nailed it. Totally forgot. (laughs) (laughs) Halfway through the show, I'm like, should I get up and get them? Next week. So uh, I'll have to send an email to that PR person. Sorry that I told you I would have them on the desk this week. So um, next next week week. we'll show those (laughs) off and hopefully they're good. Anyway, uh, thanks everybody and we'll see you next week. Yeah. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.